For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V 50, to receive your, to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, which is Ed's favorite time of the year, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals centric specific show where we discuss the Arizona Cardinals here in the Valley of the Sun. I am one of your co-hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams. As with me as always is the one and only Ed Easy Smith. Not only did he play in the uh, play professional baseball, but also played in the National Football League. What is good? Oh, let me say this, man. Happy belated National Tight End Day. There you go, man. There you go. How you living, man? I'm going good, man. All day long, I was watching them tight ends out there do their thing. Made me proud, man. Made me proud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I texted you during the day, too. About midway through the first game, I was like, happy tight ends day. Happy National Tight ends day, brother. So I appreciate you recognizing them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So and I'll say this much. It. Once yeah. a tight end, always a tight end. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get into some discussion about the one of the newest acquisitions a new tight end on the Arizona Cardinals I want your thoughts on his performance but as we talk as we as we get ready to discuss on a short week mind you and I want to get your thought process on what that short week is like but the Cardinals are coming in 7 and 0 oh. It was I was I was regretting for for about a quarter there about a quarter and a half regretting my decision to all of a sudden jump on and fully believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It got off to a got off to a slow start, so we'll get into a little bit of that, uh, and, and then looking ahead to what that matchup is with the again with the aforementioned uh, midweek matchup, the, the Thursday night game uh, with the Packers. So I want to get uh, your thoughts on the slow start, the defense doing its thing as it should have 
uh, some some maybe some shots that Kyler Murray shouldn't have had to take uh, some some big ones there, and, uh, and then of course we'll we'll get into our picks for this game against the Packers, which is going to be very very interesting because the Packers come in here six and one. But let's get to it, man. So the again the Arizona Cardinals they playing at home this past Sunday. They welcomed the Houston Texans. A lot of emotion kind of going into that game, if nothing else, because of the DeAndre Hopkins and J.J. Watt tie as they used to play for the Houston Texans. Uh, your, your boy, what's my man, uh, came back, the running back, uh, Johnson, he came back as well, so that was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. But the Cardinals ended up pulling it out 31-5. to They had a slow start. There was a, a safety of all things in the uh, – in the first uh, in the first quarter, uh, as the, the Houston Texans got a safety on Kyler Murray, we had um, by at halftime it was seventeen to five as the Cardinals started to get their their bearing with giving up only five points. There's definitely some kudos to be given to the the defensive side of the ball. But as you look at this from a macro level, what were your thoughts as you were looking at this game that ended up being it, it could have been a trap game, but it wasn't. The Cardinals again victorious. It started off like a trap game, and you and I discussed this on our Saturday show, Easy Sports Talk. Uh, we, you know, it was kind of those what we we always don't want to see. They came out a little lethargic offensively. Nothing was kind of clicking uh, at home. You're thinking you have a little more emotion, and you know, Kyle, like you said, Kyler uh, took a couple of hits. Didn't got it. Got up a little slow at one point, and it was like, oh. You definitely had to go to the tip. He went to the yeah. tip too. Yes. And you, this is definitely one of those games you didn't want to lose him, you know, for some of your upcoming stretch. Uh, but I, I, I applaud them after a really sluggish uh, first quarter down two nothing. Uh, they scored a few times in the second quarter, uh, go in at halftime 17 to five. And you know, the defense, they did what they were supposed to do. You limit a team to five points in the first half. You know, you're thinking that everything's clicking and rolling. No, it wasn't. But then the Cardinals came out in the second half of this game and kind of took control of it. And I'm sure there might have been a choice word or two, if not from the from head coach Kingsbury, from position coach in some of their quick meetings. I'm pretty sure the offensive unit was given kind of a smelling salts underneath the nose, kind of wake up. You know, you <laughs> dudes need to remember where we're at and what we're trying to do. Like I said, the other side of the ball was really kind of doing their handling their job. And then we come out, uh, the end score, 31-5, doesn't tell you how difficult the game was from the beginning, but it does tell you that at some point they realized where they were. This wasn't a scrimmage. It wasn't uh, uh, a preseason game. We need to pick this up and get it going, and they did. I like the way, you know, Kyler, once again, uh, protecting the ball for the most part, one interception, but, you know, really efficient day, 20 out of 28, 261, three touchdowns on that one interception, and once again, spread the ball around. And then once again, Jay, I keep talking about it, okay. 37 rushes as a team for 172 yards. That was where I'm going to say I'm most impressed with this Cardinals team because, one, we're not giving up on the run, meaning, you know, it's not working early. We just, we're not giving up on it. And when we do it, we're doing mm-hmm. it really well at this point. So I'm really, you know, like I said, I'm encouraged about that. I like what the defense did in the end. They did what we said this game – it turned out this game was what it should be. This was one of those ones you go out, handle your business, don't take anybody for granted, but we're definitely not supposed to be in a struggle with the 1-5, now 1-6 Houston Texans. So, like I said, missing a compass. And like you said, short week ahead, we'll talk about that. But I was really encouraged. And you know, once again, we just continue to believe 
or they make us believers, you know, because they're doing everything according to what the script is supposed to be so far as to this point in the season. So let's get a little bit let's let's focus let's shift to that defensive side of the ball a little bit. We talked about again an inferior an inferior opponent, but again they get paid just the same way. They get paid just the same way as, as the Cardinals do. So you can't just you can't underestimate uh the the opponent there. And so the defense really especially in the beginning of that the first half there until the offense started to get clicking a little bit really had to to make sure that they that they held serve and they did a great job in terms of really throwing a shutout uh, in the in the second half of the game. Was there any player or, or position group that really impressed you when we look at when we look at what the defense was able to do against the Houston Texans? Well once again I think the defensively I'm looking down this sheet of number of tackles and you know we had some sack couple sacks mixed in there, but you got such a long list of players that had one, two Three, four tackles. Our leader uh, for the for the night for the day was Isaiah Simmons with eight. Four of them being solo. What impresses me, man, a whole bunch of dudes contributing on that defensive side of the ball. And we're not talking about the big names because uh, we know Chandler wasn't in there for this game as well. Right. JJ Watt wanted to get back. You know, he wanted to have a huge game in the end. He had one tackle, which was a solo tackle and a tackle for a loss, and one quarterback hit. But for the most part. You know, he held his own and did his job, but he didn't. You know, we, like I said, we got a whole bunch of dudes that are doing and all contributing. And I guarantee you when they're in that defensive meeting room, uh, Vance is going down the list. And, I, you know, he's not pointing out that, you know, this guy had this many tickle, tackles. But what he's doing, he's talking about how everybody's contributing and mm-hmm. doing their job and not trying, trying to do too much. That's okay. what I think is the most important part is – Somehow, some way, he's got all these guys on the same page, and everybody's just doing their job. And this is how magic happens. And I, I you know, I can point back to when I was with the Falcons. Every, you know, I knew my role. I knew I wouldn't get there and there and get fifty or sixty snaps per game. But my twenty, twenty-five snaps, whatever it was, including special teams or anything like that, I made sure I was doing exactly what I needed to do out there to contribute. And that's how even the smallest pegs can assist in a great season. And that's what I see with this Cardinals team, especially on that defensive side of the ball. Everybody's just out there doing their job, bro. And and it looks good when it happens, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Real quick, let's go back a couple years or two, three years ago before Kingsbury and the group got, group got here. Remember yeah. how pathetic we talked about how that team looked on the yes, defensive side of the ball, yep. especially no fire, no this, no that. Well, I mean, you see an exact opposite, a whole total 180-degree turn with what we're seeing from this defense now, and it is quite impressive, I'm telling you. Now, as we get through, if is is it alarming? Because I don't think so. So when I'm asking this question, I don't really – I'm just curious as we look at numbers and how numbers can tell a story, but we look at what our eye, the, the eye test. So the, the defense, two sacks – on the on the Houston Texans, so the Cardinal defense said uh, logged two sacks. Is the sack total? Do you is does, is that indicative of how a defensive defense plays, or is it a matter of how you disrupt that offense to be able to get those three and outs, so to be able to have short lived drives in that way? So th- does the sack number l- alarm you at all? In this situation, it doesn't because I understand what the Texans game plan was coming in. They had a rookie quarterback, Davis Mills, who, you know, if you say Davis Mills, you go, who? 
He's the starting quarterback <laughs> for the Houston Texans. Right. He came in with a game plan. Man, we're not having you drop back seven steps and looking down the field, stuff like that. This man threw the ball 32 times, uh, connected 23 times for 135 yards. What does that tell you, Jay? Man, that means there was a lot of dink and dunk. Dink and, and, dunk. <laughs> and, and, hey, watch out below. They're trying to get the ball out of his hands as fast as possible. Right. What what happens in that situation? And here's a telling story. They were behind 31 to 5 when the, with the when the final bell rang, and they were still still only threw the ball 32 times. Most instances, yeah. and a lot of it has to do with time of possession and stuff like that. But in most instances, if you're down 35 to 31 to 5, what that mean? That means your quarterback probably threw the ball 45, 50 times trying right. to get you back in the game. They wasn't having none of that. They went out there and said, you know what, Davis, we're going to take it easy on you. And uh, we're going to give you just as much as you can handle. Cardinals, like I said, we got after them. But, uh, you know, if you look at their game plan, there was a lot of dick and dunk mixed in there, mixed in there. And the fact that we held them to 135 yards in the air tells me the story more than the, more than the sack total does. Another part of the story, what, what's the conversation that was being had today with the offensive line for the Arizona Cardinals? Kyler Murray, uh, he, he took a couple of hard hits. I mean, he took a couple of hard hits, my man. What what's that conversation like? Uh, is were those though? I wouldn't say that those were on Kyler. Those that was just a breakdown of the offensive line because there was a. I, I, I'm think I'm blanking on who the there was one in particular where it was just almost as if it was a turnstile and it, and Kyler just got lit up. But your what what's that conversation like with that offensive line today? Those will happen every. Those type of games will happen every now and then. Jay obviously was sacked four times. I will say this much in watching the game. A couple of those, and this happens throughout the year, you can always or you can put those on Kyler sometimes. Okay. If you notice, he very rarely steps up into the pocket. And okay. Part of that is because of his size, and when he steps up, he's stepping into the trees, meaning if there's any you know fogginess inside the pocket. You'll notice a Brady and some of the other quarterbacks, they will see the pressure from the outside. They step up and get a better look to what's going on down the field, right? Right, right. Kyler doesn't have that luxury. His go-to move just about every time is the good old spin move, bro. And what does he do sometimes? He spins out, and he spins right into trouble. And right. then he tries to spin out of it by going back in the other direction. How many quarterbacks do you know do a double spin on one play? I don't see many of them. Right. So that's something that eventually, in my opinion, quarterback coach Kingsbury, whoever it is, is going to have to encourage him or teach him or get him more comfortable when pressure seems like it's coming up the field, you don't always have to spin deep because, like I said, a lot of times you'll spin in and run into trouble. Sometimes it's better to step up into the pocket. Okay. And we very rarely see him. He could avoid some of these hits by the lack of, like I said, by stepping up in the pocket rather than trying to spin out of trouble and then finding it. Uh, you know, because these offensive linemen, they're instructed, you know, they're trying to create a pocket for him. If he's not going to stay in it or step into it, that creates I – mean, that's when you get the holding penalties. That's when you get those hits that he's not really should be taking, but he's running himself into them. So, you know, some of, when you see the turnstile ones, and I've been there before as a tight end, I took take a jab step, and all of a sudden they get that hard inside movement like, oops, and direct line to the quarterback. Those are bad. Those happen every now and then. That's technique. You can, you know, correct those, teach those. But like I said, your quarterback sometimes has to give your offensive line some help by stepping up and not trying to hit that eject button all the time and going outside. 
So again, happy belated tight end national tight end day. Yes. How were you? Your your thoughts on Ertz? You see, no. seems to be acquitted himself quite well so far <laughs> early on. But your thoughts on his performance? I was a little disappointed in one thing. They tried to okay. get him off with that carry, that little tight end thing they did. Yeah, don't be too cute. I, you know, I, I, you know, sometimes. He's all cute and pretty and everything, but let him get a little more acclimated before we start doing tight end runs and stuff like that. But that right. being said, I love there was one, there was a couple of instances. One of them where him and Kyler were on the same page near the goal line. Yes, he came yes. out of a, came out of a break, and his read was to settle down, and Kyler thought he was going to keep going. That's right. one of those things that as you continue to play with each other and get to learn each other, and know each other, next time he'll continue on into that window. Kyler hits him right there. That's just a matter of the two of them getting on the same page. That touchdown he caught, loved it. Great uh, uh, route. Uh, Kyler saw him coming out of it. Great catch. And then run after catch. We saw that yak. So uh, we, I think Ertz is going to be a great addition to this offense. We're going to see more of that as we move along. And the two of them are going to get a better comfort for each other. He's going to think about this, bro. Last week, he was wearing green and white and running, you know, according – to their offensive jargon. And I've been a player who got traded or joined a team in the middle of a season. Yeah. Even though you might be running some of the same stuff, the language and the the, the different intricacies of how you run this route or what your quarterback's expecting from you. Right. Totally different. Was it a benefit for him? Because when he got traded, because it was right after that Thursday game. So he, he comes on a trip, flies. Yeah. He goes on the trip. And so he's learning and trying to, trying to immerse himself in the, in the verbiage and the lexicon and all that. That means he got a head start on listening and getting an opportunity to stand on the sideline and watch. So, I mean, he, you know, basically got a couple, that's like uh, catching a couple extra days of summer school, you know, before you really had to go in, you got a real quick uh, hit on some things. It helped. But it's, he's still in a, a, a boat. I will say this. The advantage of joining a team in the middle part of the season is you don't have to know the entire playbook. All you have right, to know right. is this week's game plan, and they spoon feed it. Right, at the beginning of training camp, man, they want to give you every play from the first one in the book to the last one in the book, every formation, because they're trying to give you the horse. Like, man, it's like, open up. Here it comes. And right. then once you get to the season, man, so much of that stuff is, is it's customized. It's cut down. And now we have these 20, 30 plays that we're going to run from a whole bunch of different formations. This right. is the formations. This is the motions. This is the, the lingo as far as uh, pass protection and did a, and your hot routes and stuff like that. Now you look into a smaller piece of the pie. So that's the advantage of being able to uh, you know play week to week. Whereas, like I said, at the beginning of the year, it's all force fed into it. So let's start to make that transition as we look ahead to this matchup with the Green Bay Packers coming into town. We had one of the luxuries that the Cardinals have is that they had a home game this past Sunday, and they're going to be home again. So there, there's no travel involved there. Again, some of the – I wonder how – what you've played on those Thursday night games before. So what's that What's that short week like? And we, we have some people that are coming back to us, meaning me, namely uh, Chandler Jones. He was cleared on, he was cleared. He could have played Sunday, but I think for conditioning purposes, they said that they held him out. But again, so he'll be back on, on Thursday. Um, 
We know that Devontae, what Devontae Adams, I believe he's going to be, he's on the COVID-19 list mm-hmm. uh, for this week. So that's a dynamic player that the, the Packers won't have. But before we start to break down the strengths of the, the strengths of the Packers and, you know, versus the strengths of the, the Cardinals, et cetera, what's that short week like when you're coming into a Thursday night game? I've been there on them Thursday nights, bro, and it is not fun because basically you're, let me give you your typical regular season schedule. You play on Sunday, you come in on Monday, you get your massages, you do some light work uh, in the in the um, gym, like the weight room, to get some of the aches and pains out. Uh, a lot of treatment, uh, you know. Watch the film of Sunday's game. You put that one behind you. Tuesday's your day off. You know, right. so if you do have to come in for treatment, you do. But otherwise, man, you sit on your couch all day, just kind of relaxing. You know, Wednesday you come in, you get this week's game plan for the Sunday game. Well, okay, now we're playing on Thursday. So now, as the Packers, you know, they were home, so they, you know, got a chance to just get out of their own beds and they'll travel back to Green Bay. But you get up on Monday, you come in, you barely have enough time to look at Sunday's game. Sometimes I'll just give you the cliff notes because, look, we don't have time to look at that. It's time to move on to Arizona. So now we're already giving you the game plan, which you normally get on Wednesday. Here's the game plan. We don't have enough time for our bodies to heal to go out and actually hit. So now what we're going to do, is Monday, Tuesday is all mental work. I mean, we do right. walkthroughs, but look, Tuesday should be your off day, but we're in here preparing to fly out on Wednesday. And for the Cardinals, same thing. We're preparing because Wednesday we got to go to the hotel, get ready, and get up Thursday for Thursday night game. So everything is condensed. No hitting. Everything right. is walkthrough. As far as game plan, they try to make it as simple as possible because you don't have time to – Go over everything. A lot of times what they'll do is they'll take this week's game plan, the one we used against the Houston Texans. We're not going to use it specifically, but we're going to keep a lot of that stuff because we just practiced it. Uh, Might have to do some different formations and blocking schemes to get ready for Green Bay. That's all scouted out. I mean, they've already been breaking this Green Bay game down for the last two-plus weeks. That's how far they scout these teams. You don't have a whole lot of time to prepare, and most of it is mental because you don't have have enough – in the tank as far as the bodies and the mind to do any hitting this week. So it's all basically walkthrough and like travel if you have to travel. And like I said, now, but before you know it, it's going to be Thursday and it's game time. And that's why, and I will say this much, that's why a lot of people look at these Thursday games and are like, these guys, it's so sloppy. These guys look horrible out there because they haven't had a chance to recover and then prepare. I mean, it is on top of you just that fast. The beautiful thing about these Thursday games, old bro, uh, bruh. When you're done them, it's like a bye. It's like a bye week. It's a mini bye right. week because now coaches are like, "Hey, I'll see you guys on Monday." You're like, "Oh Lord, I got three days off until I can come back to this." Piece, you know, <laughs> and that's I mean that's a beautiful thing. Yes. It's like a mini bye week. So, but like I said, the prep for this game is so condensed and minimal, and that is why I said some of the games are so raggedy and and, and sloppy because there is not a lot, a lot of time to prepare for them physically. And mentally, you are drained. So what is your take on this Green Bay Packers team as they come into State Farm Stadium? Um, we know that that the quarterback, we know that Aaron Rodgers is not short on confidence. That man is confident no matter what. Uh, your thoughts on them? They're coming in six and one. I will say, and he, I mean, the schedule is the schedule. But when we look at some of the some of the teams that they have that they've beat, 
I mean, it's not a murderer's role in terms of as as is the common the the phrase is often common in terms of people that they beat, but they but they are six and one to this point. Got off to a rough start um, uh, in losing to the to the Saints, but they've beaten Detroit. They've uh, defeated uh, San Francisco, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, and that was an overtime win. Uh, the Chicago Bears, and then of course, most recently, the Washington Football Team. Do so. Your your analysis of this Green Bay Packer team as it stands against the uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Well, you know, and it's funny that we had some success out here during basketball season with the Suns, and I, you know, I sometimes bring them up because it's as we and I, you and I talk all the way through their run. It just seemed like every time we turn around, they were catching some good breaks. Right, right, right. Um, you know, we played a, the Lakers team that was beat down. AD goes down. We played a Nuggets, some different teams. It just seemed like we just caught every break, and it was a good thing. We got all the way to the finals and almost caught a break with Giannis not being there, right? Well, right. So far, the Cardinals seem to be on some of that good juju too, especially this game being played. You don't have to travel. Then mm-hmm. you're coming off a week where you – had an opportunity not to rest necessarily, but, you know, kind of poke the Texans real quick and get that one in and out. And then you catch a Packers team that not only has to travel, but they might be without several of their players. Right. This COVID thing. Remember we talked about that COVID, boys, you can be tapping you all the way through the night. Just, just, <laughs> hey, just when you thought of it, hey, you thought you dodged the right, there she is right behind you. Hey, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me buy you another drink, Jay. You know, get away from me. And it always happens at the most opportune time. You was just going to go make your move across the dance floor. Here she comes in. <laughs> so with the Cardinals, like I said, they're catching a break. We'll see how it all unfolds. But with the short week, some of these COVID list guys, because you if you're vaccinated, you got a two negative tests in 24 hours, whatever it is, we might be catching another one of them breaks, man. And nothing, like I said, the season is the season. You play who comes. I don't yeah. care what what happens. But, you know, we'll find out who's active, who isn't. But I do like the Cardinals after, with all the circumstances right now, I like their situation. I'm sure they'll be ready. You know, uh, Green Bay's going to come in here. You got Aaron Rodgers who can do all kinds of things. We might be up with, without at least one or two weapons. Uh, you know, they got a great running game, which always travels well. Uh, that will obviously put our – Defensive front to a test. We didn't get much of a test this past week, but we do know what our kryptonite is in terms of what beats us with our with our defensive front, at least what we've seen so far. Right. Uh, so it'll be interesting. My my vote right now because obviously I'm waiting. It's Monday. Normally you and I we're not. You know we can get we, we get a little later in the week. We might change change some votes and stuff like that. By the time we get to Saturday of this week, this game will be in the books. So yeah. you know whatever we say today can't hold us accountable all the way through. So. With that being said, I do like where the Cardinals are sitting right now. I think they've got all the advantages, and this could be – you talking about, bro, could be 8-0 beating the Packers after this Woo! week? Who would ever thought? Who would ever thought? My goodness gracious. Yeah, so it's going to be it's going to be an interesting one. We might have to even, you know, we, we might throw it out there. Maybe we'll do a special Friday Friday show as well. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see how we feel. Yeah, maybe we'll do a quick hitter. Yeah, something like that. But mm-hmm. all right, man. So it, it is going to definitely be something where the the defensive line is put to the test because if if the, there's going to be that opportunity to really test them to see have, have they are they really ready to take that next step up. And it's funny when you say that when a team is seven and zero and you say to take that next step up, but then as you face um, 
opponents that are that are more equal to the task. That's going to be something to see kind of where where you measure up. So let's so let me ask you, man, what do you got in this one? I, I'm I'm thinking I'm trying I'm trying to maybe close game. Uh, the kicking game has been something that that is uh, that you can count on, uh, except for when you're taking seventy yard field goal attempts at the end of halves and stuff like that. But this kicking game is something that you can depend on. I think this might come down to the Cardinals winning by a field goal. Um, and, but I have to ask this before I get your thoughts on it: more Packers fans or more oh, Cardinals fans? In what the a middle? good! That is a great question, Jay. Oh man, it might be. A, look at this. When Minnesota came in here, it was probably a 50-50 split. Yeah. Green Bay. It was Packers, crazy because you could just hear it, it was it, it was very audible mm-hmm. and visible. Yes. Green Bay Packers fans travel better than anybody. I mean, I would put them next to the Steelers in terms of travel, plus okay. having them sprinkled around the world and country. You know, you can go anywhere, I think, in any city and find a Green Bay or a Steelers bar. We actually have a, both of them out here in Arizona. Right. Right, and that's a great point you bring in turn. I didn't even think of that. It could be a 50 50 split, or I'll be doggone, they might have the advantage in this game. Who knows? Ooh. A lot of that goes to Cardinals fans, probably season ticket holders, who for some reason love making money and not going to the games, meaning trading <laughs> tickets in and stuff like that. You imagine going to Green Bay and trying to find a ticket, like if you're a Cardinals fan, they right. laugh at you. They're like, Well, you want, you want what? I don't care how much you offer somebody in Green Bay. Give up my ticket. Whereas you here, man, they're putting them on stuff, but they're putting them out there like, hey, anybody want these? Come and get them, you know. So yeah. that might be an advantage for Green Bay. As far as the game itself, man, I'm wow. I am at this point, I say on Monday, not willing to say that I think Green Bay will come in here and win this game. I think 27 24 Cardinals. And that's just because I think Aaron might be without some of his weapons. We've all seen that man work some magic. You know, turn uh, uh doo doo in this stadium too. In this stadium too. So yeah, so I'm I'm like I said I'm going. I'm not saying out on a limb, but I'm. This is probably the first time I've been like you know you know you play Texans and I'm like yeah they're gonna win this one. This is a real. This is a game. Whereas if they win this one, bro, this is when all of a sudden eyes start opening up. Right. Real quick story. When I was in Atlanta, at one point we we're like eight and two, nine and two. People were still laughing at us, right? Late late in the season, San Francisco with Jerry Rice, Steve Young, Terrell Owens, and a whole Garrison Hurst, a whole bunch of other dudes on that team came to us, and we won that one to go like ten or eleven and two, whatever it was. That's when people started like, "Oh, wait a minute, maybe they're for real." This is an early test for the Cardinals. You pull this one off, now you're eight and zero, and you can't start looking ahead. But all of a sudden, you look at your division. You got San Francisco scuffling. Seattle without um, Russell for another week or two or whatever. And then, like I said, you're right on your hot on your tails, the Rams. But, man, you can start – I'm not saying necessarily making plans, but you can start, hey, if we do this, we continue to do this, this is where we can go, and that's our motivation. So, like I said, right now I'm going Cardinals 27, uh, Green Bay 24. Don't disappoint me and make me look like a fool, Cardinals. Man, I must be hanging out with – I must be – Picking up all the all the information that you put out there because I was like I said I was thinking that same thing in terms mm-hmm. of the field goal so it, so it's definitely going to be interesting to see and plus what the funny thing is is that the Cardinals still being they're seven and zero but what are the Rams what six and one yeah 
So it's funny because even as well as they are playing, you lose one game and all of a sudden you're back to the pack and it's what all these different things are coming to play. So it's funny how the, the, the margin for error, the margins are so, are so small, even when you're having one of the best starts to your season ever. But you know, so be it. Well, it does so, go to show though when, like, when to respect is earned, not given. Right. So as Cardinal, you know, fans and as a team and as an organization, you got to remember, we've had some really rough years out here. And yes. I keep throwing it. Bro, we were six and three last year, bro, and we ended up eight and eight. Yeah. So yeah. as far as, as far as high as you think the ceiling is, the floor is always beneath you. I'm telling <laughs> yeah. you, it's always beneath yeah. you. And yeah. it's a week-to-week process. You know, we lose a person here, Kyler goes down, gets injured again, or, and then we start scuffling. That's why in the NFL, it's one week at a time. And like I said, you have to earn respect to get it, and it's not by just winning six or seven games. It's all because we've all seen those flash-in-the-pan teams. You know, all of a sudden, you know, you start scuffling after a successful year. Or after you can be where you are. Look at look at uh, KC man. Look how yeah. far they've fallen from grace in just a matter of one year. Back-to-back Super Bowls, won yes. one of them, and now everybody's like, are they done? That's how fast it can, that's how fleeting it can be. Yeah, and on that note, on behalf of the one and only Ed Easy Smith, I'm Javon J. Love Adams. We do this every week. Tell a friend to tell a friend about what we have going on here. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. And as always, we are presented by Bet Online, as we always like to say around this time. Are you kidding? Till next week, be easy out there. Great show, bro. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.